0: Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings Of right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams alongside with Chip Hazard. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be discussing the hauntings of my home state,
1: the state of Tennessee. Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Uh, so when, when people think about the great state of Tennessee, the first thing that tends to come to their mind is music, right? Right. And with good reason, you know, you got Nashville is the home of country music. Right. However, that is certainly not all that the state is known for. You got the Tennessee Vols football and basketball. You've got the Memphis Grizzlies, the Tennessee Titans, you know, so there's a lot of sports in there, but it is also somewhere that is home to some of the most terrifyingly haunted locations in America. So let's not waste our any more breath. We're going to get right in. Let's get up close and personal with some of the most haunted places in tennessee you got the first one absolutely this is a place that i live 16
0: minutes away from and you chip live three minutes away from this is greenwood cemetery in chattanooga tennessee cemeteries are common places to have ghostly sightings and other paranormal activity the greenwood cemetery in chattanooga is no different the ghost that is most often seen around the greenwood cemetery was once a wealthy woman who lived across the lake with her husband After becoming wheelchair-bound because of health issues, her husband decided to cheat on her and eventually kill her. People say that it is possible to see the tracks from a wheelchair on the cemetery grounds. Furthermore, people who claim to have seen this woman say that she is not in human form, but more of a green mist. Conflicting reports say that she has seen a woman wandering near the lake and she appears to be a shade of green. Now, do you do you know of this story? Do you remember? Do you remember anybody talking about this story?
1: Uh, I have heard this story before, um, and it's interesting because I literally pass this cemetery almost daily. Right. Um, when I'm going to, uh, like Walmart or to the mall or or wherever. Um, I, I I pretty much pass this cemetery daily, and I've often thought, you know, I, I you know I, I need to swing in there and and uh check out what's going on, but I never do for for whatever reason. It, it, I just don't.
0: Right, I don't know why. I remember several times that we would be coming back from wrestling shows and we would actually take Greenview. Uh, uh we would actually take uh, Greenwood Road because if you take Root Greenwood, Greenwood Road and say that five times fast. And then you take Greenwood Road all the way up. You can turn left on the glass street, which is, you know, takes you to your house. And if Mm -hmm. we're like driving late home from a show one night and I don't feel like getting in my car and driving another, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, you just like, hey, just crash at the house, you know, and we would pass by the cemetery. And to be honest, like anytime, like anybody talks about different hauntings, you always get that uneasy feeling or that unsettling feeling whenever you go by the cemetery I got to be honest with you. I've never had any weird vibes coming from the cemetery whenever we pass it. Like you look out there and, and there are a couple of things, like they do have lights out there, you know, where some of the graves are lit up, like the monasteries have lights on them and things of that nature. But I've never had an uneasy feeling whenever I'm driving past a cemetery. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, the, the people are more at peace other than this one spirit. Um, but it's but i've never really or maybe it's on the one cuz it did say that the lady uh lived in the um lived in with her husband across the lake so maybe it's on the other side of the cemetery where people are seeing most of the cuz there's two different ways to go into the cemetery correct there's the one way off of uh Glenwood Road and then there's one on the on the uh on the back side am,
1: am i am i am I correct about that uh n- no, I don't oh. think – I think this is just one way in. Is it? Okay. Uh, let me uh, – Because I could have swore that
0: you could go in and go from go on the other side, but I'm, I might be mistaken. I might have to Google map this thing real quick because it's been a minute since I've actually yeah. taken Greenwood Road anywhere because um, most of the time uh, I just hit uh, Chamberlain and
1: hit Glass Street to get to your house. Right. Um, Looking at the um, the map, it's – possible maybe but i'm not sure that there's actually another way in okay uh it looks like the other road that's on the other side that's it's possibly it looks like it's just a dead end uh according to google maps
0: okay well there you go Shows how much
1: I know about the hauntings in my own city.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Um, but yeah, um, to this guy, I mean, y- your your wife gets wheelchair bound and you end up deciding to cheat on her and then kill her? Like, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, that yeah. piece of shit. Right. Fucking idiots. Anyway, all right. So we're going to go on from Chattanooga to another good city in the state of Tennessee.
1: Uh, let's go ahead and hit the next one, Chip. You got it? Yep, next we're going to talk about Sensible Tunnel, and this is in Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, So people living in Kingsport have heard the stories about one of the most haunted locations in eastern Tennessee, the Sensible Tunnel. Any place that has been around since the 1920s and is apparently the site of a mass murder is sure to be the site of paranormal activity. Uh, Paranormal investigators travel to the Centipal Tunnel in the hopes of acquiring an EVP or electronic voice phenomenon. They also hope they might be fortunate enough to capture one of the ghosts that hang around the tunnel with their cameras. It is not uncommon to hear the crying of a baby in the tunnel or seeing orbs in and around it. Many visitors to the area say that they have heard what they can only assume to be the murdered family members of Mr. Sensiball, the namesake of the tunnels.
0: Wow. Crazy. Um, And that doesn't give a specific definition on the uh, number of members of the family that were murdered, apparently. Um, But, I mean, the fact that you hear hear a baby crying in the tunnel, like, that's... uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the picture that's provided for us, and you see it's been graffitied up and everything, and um, you know, just looks just janky and horrible. Looks like it hasn't been, you know, kept up to date. I mean, obviously it's a tunnel, so I mean, people are gonna be driving through
1: it all the time. Right? Um, yeah, it looks like it's it's flooded. Uh, in, in the picture that we're given, it looks like it's it's flooded and maybe not drivable. Maybe you get there like via. Boat or something,
0: probably, <laughs> or gondola, maybe who knows, maybe. Um, but yeah, but if they want to check out this picture, chip, where can they go?
1: Oh, uh, they can check it out at hauntedrooms.com. We use them for all of our research, and we're not sponsored yet. Hopefully, one day we will be.
0: Absolutely, um, shout out to you, Haunted Rooms America.
1: I, I did find another small article, um, about the sensible tunnel, uh, and it's Entitled The Creepy Story of Censoball Tunnel. Um, so it is located just off of Big Elm Road in Kingsport in Sullivan and Hawkins counties in the United States or in the U.S. state of Tennessee. Rumors of murder, death, and satanic rituals surround the tunnel. The locals feel that it is a place of evil that should be avoided at all costs. It is a place where demonic apparitions appear. Where car engines die and where the shrieks of eternally trapped women and babies echo. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, the so tunnel gonna, was. So oh, sorry, I
0: was mean aiming to cut you off, but. Yeah, yeah. So I got a feeling now what they say about, about the murdered family, and you said satanic rituals, could it have been human sacrifice involved possibly?
1: It, it's very possible. It goes on to say that the tunnel was constructed in the early 20s, and driving inside the tunnel, you will feel creepy as hell. But that was probably because it's, you know, a dark tunnel with creepy stories behind it. It's one of the most famous haunted places in the area. The tunnel is located not far from Rothermouth Mansion or Rotherwood Mansion in the foothills of East Tennessee. If you do choose to go visit, it's recommended that you don't go alone because some locals may show up and try to scare you or have other intentions. It is in a remote location. The legend goes that a man named Sensibal lived near the tunnel with his family. It is said that he killed his entire family and threw their bodies into the creek within the tunnel. If you enter the tunnel and turn off your car engine... Time out. Pause. (laughs) Why would you turn your car engine off in the middle of a dark tunnel? Because you're an idiot. First of all. yeah. (laughs) Um, So... It says that if you enter the tunnel and turn off your car engine, it supposedly will not restart. And if you look into your rearview mirror, you will see Mr. Sensible approaching your car. Then as he approaches, your engine will start again. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, it says the tunnel sits in a state of clear disrepair. There are cracks in the cement and graffiti everywhere. The surface of the tunnel is slippery often and pretty wet, and the story goes Mr. Sensible lived with his family in a house near the tunnel. One day he went crazy, murdered them all, including his newborn baby, threw their bodies in the creek in the tunnel. Uh, The road that passes through it is only used by locals and not often. It is said that if you drive your car into the tunnel, okay, why are you, that's stupid, don't read. Yeah the entire story again but yeah um that's that's crazy it is crazy man
0: man i i don't know man when you talking when we talking like satanist and all that shit you know why would you stop your car in the middle of the tunnel like man (laughs) fuck out here with that like i wouldn't be nowhere near this tunnel
1: i mean even if i just so happened to to like make my way to the this tunnel like i i'm definitely definitely not turning my car off in the middle of it right like come on how and stupid was, do you got to be and then mr oh you see
0: mr uh uh, uh ball ball in your like your rearview mirror walking up to you it's like uh, come on come on come on like you better hope you backing. packing <laughs> right ghost or no ghost you're getting duffed <laughs> <laughs> <Or> at least <laughs> i'm gonna, gonna a attempt city. right uh, so we're gonna move on from that one to the Gwendolyn House, and this is in Elizabethton, Tennessee. Uh, now, people looking for haunted places in Elizabethton um, need to check out Gwendolyn's house. The home has been around since the early 1900s. One of the overall opinions, one of the overall opinions of the property, is that it is an incredibly scary place to visit. People have witnessed what appears to be the ghost of a black dog running around the house in both the basement and in the hallways. Other sightings include a woman in white, it's always a woman in white, who likes to stand in and near the windows of the house. Ghost hunters that have been to Gwendolyn's house also say that when people enter the home, a ghost or entity that is angry screams at them. Who the entity is and why they are so aggressive is still unknown to this day. Oh, wow. So you just walk into this house like <laughs> and they're going to be like, get out! Like, okay, I'm going. Bye. See you. Peace. I'm out of here. No. Right. I don't, I don't uh, give a shit if the ghost is polite. I'm leaving. <laughs> I walk in. Hey, Talon, you, you look good. You lost weight. I'm fucking the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> mad at I'm mad at this bitch. But anyway, yeah. So how you feeling about this one?
1: Uh, It's, it's a little weird. Like I, th- I think it's it's most weird that they say who the entity is and why they're so aggressive is not known I, I think I would want to know a little more about that um you know but just for the simple fact that like it says you know if if you walk in you know, you're you're immediately met with angry screams of this ghost or entity, and they're directed straight at you. That's that's a little uh, off the wall to me, right?
0: Um, so apparently, this has been seen. Um, there's a couple of YouTube videos out about it right now um, about the Gwendolyn House. Um, about people, like, doing their own personal, uh, ghost tours, I guess. Right. Or their own paranormal, uh, investigative research and stuff. But, uh, you, you ain't gonna see my ass in <laughs> doing any of this. Um, no. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, not, not at all. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll go on to the next
1: one. Uh, you got it, Bubble. I do. Next up is the Wheatland... Plantation, and this is in Sevierville, Tennessee. Um, It goes on to say that uh, ghost hunters who travel to the Wheatland Plantation in Sevierville, Tennessee are in for a real treat. The location is one of the most haunted plantations in the country. Uh, Courtesy of its horrible history that is filled with murders, death, or murders and death numbering over 70. Wow. Wow. Uh, the location was the location of battles fought during the Civil and Revolutionary War. If that is not enough, there are also nearly 70 graves. Excuse me. Uh, there are also nearly 70 graves for African slaves, a mass grave for lo- roughly 28 Cherokee Indians, mm. and a couple of soldiers from the Revolutionary War. Some of the ghosts that wander around the property are from the Chandler family who once called the plantation home. Investigators have captured what sounds like Native Americans chanting when doing a spirit box session. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah. Um, in the basement of the plantation, some people have sensed that children were present. Another investigator reported that she had a difficult time breathing while in the basement and began crying uncontrollably for no apparent reason, because of all the death around the entirety of the plantation, people have sensed or seen ghostly figures all over the property.
0: As you're reading this, it says you know because it says the 70 uh, graves for the uh, the African American slaves and the mass graves <coughs> of roughly 28 Cherokee Indians. Um, to me, it sounds like okay this is a burial ground. And what do we always say on here on the hauntings of you do not fuck with someone's final resting place. And if anybody is trying to get onto this property to possibly do a spirit session to try to find, you know, any type of, you know, ghost or EVP or anything like that. Right. You know, understand. I mean, this is, I mean, disturbing someone's final resting place, regardless of where that resting place is, disturbing it can have its uh can have its repercussions
1: big repercussions too yes you know um <clears throat> i was gonna say uh back to the the spot where the the investigator she said she had a difficult time breathing while in the basement i wonder and I'm not saying that it is but i wonder if have you ever been in, like, an old basement and it's kind of, like, you got that damp kind of smell and everything? Yeah, and
0: almost like like, like, a, like a black mold kind of smell?
1: Almost, and it, it does become hard to breathe, and you're like, and, and then, like, once it becomes hard to breathe, you, like, start freaking out a little bit, and you're yep. like, you know you know maybe your eyes start welling up and you're like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna oh yeah oh, i gotta get out of here yeah you know it's almost like you're hyperventilating and you're not trying to you end up
0: hyperventilating anyway because you can't you can't breathe and you panic
1: right uh i wonder if that's what she experienced and it wasn't anything to do with like the actual paranormal you know what i mean right right uh ju- just something that crossed my mind when i was uh, going through there,
0: right? Um, but also, when it, when it said uh, the investigators have captured what sounds like Native American chanting uh, doing during their speaker box sessions. So, uh, did I say speaker box? I meant to say spirit box. I apologize. Yeah, you um, said
1: speaker box.
0: Well, speaker box. I mean, it's coming out of speaker. Uh, <clears throat> the speaker to hear it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean that would make more. That would make a lot of sense, though, with the Native Americans, with uh, Native American chanting. You know, because this this particular area Sevierville was you know because you you know Sevierville where it lays it's close to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg and then once you take that hour-long stretch of road around the mountains you'll end up in Cherokee North Carolina um right and that whole area was um Cherokee Indian um or Cherokee Native American um people is where they is where they they settled excuse me and um to to, to to think that you know like I mean it, it would be common for they would to do their their chants and their ceremonies and things of that nature um and I mean we, we, again <clears throat> you're disturbing somebody's if, they, if if that's if this in fact is a final resting place and you're disturbing it maybe what you're hearing as far as Native Amer- Native American chants are maybe you're hearing war chants as well and like war like as in like go away or we will you know harm you if you harm our you know land or you harm our people or something along those lines you know um right so but yeah this that, that this that one's very interesting um but uh we're gonna go from there we're gonna move on to bethesda church and cemetery and this is in morristown tennessee in morristown the bethesda church and cemetery is said to have an incredible amount of restless spirits wandering around the ghosts that people have seen in and around the church are mainly Confederate soldiers that perished many years ago. One witness, who was passing the cemetery and church on his way home in the wee hours of the night, saw what appeared to be a Confederate soldier. He was apparently swinging an old-fashioned lantern. Another witness stated, I'm sorry, excuse me, I Another witness stated, that he saw two confederate soldiers standing outside the church carrying on a conversation when they appeared to spot the witness they continued talking and walked around the corner of the church and disappeared out of sight there is also the ghost of a woman who appears to be crying on one side of the far si- on one side of the far side of the cemetery if you are there at night there's a good chance that you will see and hear her crying hmm this one's interesting. So, so it's, you know, it, it's, I mean, again, we're talking about a cemetery. It's, it's somebody's, you know, final resting place. Um, right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, with that, with, with, you know, also during the Civil War and everything, you, the, the people were, were fighting and things of that nature. Yeah, it, it makes sense for Confederate soldiers to have died on that land, of course. Um, exactly. So, uh, the, the one that gets me more is the the lady crying um and this is a good chance you can see and hear her crying so who is this lady and why is she crying could she be the the love of a soldier who was buried there and could she be also passed away but she's so unsettled by the fact that she is away from her love that she cries because she can't be with him anymore that does that make that make sense uh yeah, I, I definitely think that makes
1: sense, right? All right, so how are you feeling about this one? Um, so as always, being the uh, the skeptic of of the two, I, I wonder if the the two Confederate soldiers standing outside the church carrying on a conversation. I wonder if they were doing some kind of like recreation, you know, how they do the, the recreations of the battles or whatnot. Yeah. And, reenactments. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Reenactment. Sorry. Um, I, I wonder if they, they were part of a reenactment that was, you know, maybe on the other side of the cemetery or whatnot. And, uh, you know, he just so happened to be driving by as they were walking out of the church to go back towards the reenactment. Maybe they had to use the restroom or something. Uh, because it, it does say uh, when they appeared to spot the witness, they continued talking and walked around at the corner of the church and disappeared out of sight. It didn't say they just vanished. They yeah, just, just disappeared, disappeared out of sight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wonder if it had something to do with that. Right. Right. Cause there've been plenty of times where you
0: can you'd see somebody and then maybe you carry on like a quick conversation like you turn your head for a split second you turn back around like where the fuck they go, you know right? Like it's happened several several times. Um. So yeah. So this one, not really getting too many bad vibes off of this one. Um. So, so I think this I think we can kind of, you know, pass this one off. I guess. Um. Yeah. But that being said, let's move on to
1: the very next one. You got it. Yep, the next up, we're going to talk about the Bijou Theater, and this is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, So it goes on to say that old theaters are frequently on lists of haunted places. And this list is no different, of course. Uh, When visiting Knoxville, many people like to make their way to the historic and glamorous Bijou Theater. Uh, The structure is in remarkable condition and is a favorite spot for people looking for entertainment. Along with the entertainment, people visiting the Bijou may also encounter a ghost or two. The only ghost that has actually been identified is Colonel William Sanders. He passed away in the bridal suite of the theater. Uh, now, I, I do want to check something really You quick. want to
0: see if it's Colonel Sanders from I, KFC? I don't,
1: I don't think it is.
0: Right. Uh, It'd be funnier than hell though, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> right. Uh yeah. let's see. Namesakes and honors. So... Okay, no, it it's not the same uh Colonel Okay Sanders. Uh but what is ironic um is that this particular Colonel William Sanders is buried in the Chattanooga National Cemetery. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he, he was originally buried in the cemetery of Second Presbyterian Church under cover of darkness, but his remains were later moved to the Chattanooga National Cemetery. Wow, that's crazy. That That's... That, that's pretty interesting. It is interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, back to the the snippet. It says that, uh, obviously, the only ghost that has been identified is Colonel William Sanders. He passed away in the bridal suite of the theater. Other ghosts that haunt the theater include soldiers who perished in the theater when it served as a hospital. The halls are also home to a rather angry ghost. Uh, but it doesn't say, like, other than you know Colonel Sanders there, it doesn't say you know who any of the other ghosts are or what they do, other than this this one angry ghost. But it doesn't say that he's he or she is aggressive in any nature. Maybe he's just you know or when you're walking by, like hey, keep your feet on the path or or whatnot. You know, right. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: when it says other ghosts that haunt the theater, you know, enclosures who perished in the theater when it served as a hospital, like that, that kind of brings a whole nother dynamic into it because then it's like, because we always talk about haunted hospitals on um, the hauntings of, and most of the time, the hospitals that we talk about, they don't have a good reputation of taking care of their patients. You know what I mean? Right. So, exactly. So, a ghost. You know, saying, oh, well, we think this, this you know, these soldiers perished, you know, when it was a hospital. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense for them to still haunt the place, even though they are not, you know, even though they, even though it's a theater now, you know, the souls could still be there or whatever. Um, right. But the, the rather angry, go there's a lot of angry ghosts in Tennessee. I, I've, I've started to, to, to realize that. Then again, if you uh, was dead and then again, if you was dead and your spirit was trapped in Tennessee, you might be a little bit upset too, especially if you ain't from here um one hundred percent but yeah, but uh yeah, this one's very interesting uh, is the is the is the uh is the bju theater in Knoxville still open? do we know i I believe it is i wanna say it is um i don't I mean I don't know if it's you know been open you know since you know the pandemic and everything um but that's just a quick
1: little Google search away. Yes, it, it is actually. Uh, oh, you got they it? have, yeah, they have upcoming events. Uh, let's see, there they just a bunch of people that I don't know. Uh, Heather Land, Eric Baker, uh, and not, that's not to say that these these people aren't any good. I, I just don't know who they are. Sounds like a. a bunch of local acts. You got the uh, Lost Dog Street Band, uh, Kathleen Edwards, the Almond, the Almond Betts band. Uh, Daryl Scott, Hall and Phil, the tallest man on earth. Hmm. So yeah. Drive by truckers.
0: truckers. And I know Drive By Truckers. They they've 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 played in Chattanooga several times. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Christian artist uh, Michael W. Smith.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. but not, I wouldn't say that they, they're having like big names at, at the moment. You got right. the, the Knoxville jazz orchestra. So.
0: Yeah. The wood brothers. Of course they that's rescheduled. Like yeah. the only other one that I can see on here. That's that I would know would be James Gregory. And he's appeared at the comedy catch multiple right. times. Uh, he's actually, they call him Chattanooga's favorite comedian because he comes to Chattanooga at least, at least like 10 times a year to perform. And it's and exactly. it's mostly at the comedy catch. So, but anyway, so we will go from Bijou Theater to a mansion. This is Rothwood Mansion and this is in Kingsport, Tennessee. The Rothwood Mansion is definitely one of the most haunted houses in East Tennessee. The ghost that, that ghost hunters enjoy visiting the home is almost two hundred years old, and has an incredible tragic history behind it. The home was built by Reverend Frederick Ross. The beautiful home would prove to be the location of tragedy and despair for his daughter, Ro- Rowana, Rowena. I'll just go with Rowena. She lost her first love on the day of her wedding prior to the ceremony. Oh, my God. That's got to be heart-wrenching and tragic for anybody. Um, To repeat what I said, she lost her first love on the day of her wedding prior to the ceremony. She went on to lose another love, and eventually her daughter perished. Unable to live... She killed herself by drowning in the lake in which her first fiancé perished. After so many tragedies, Rowena's spirit is still present at the Rotherwood uh, mansion. People have seen her wandering around the property in a long, flowing white dress. People have also heard unnervingly laughter after sundown seen creepy eyes in the windows and even witnessed a large black dog, which is a ghost, roaming on the property and howling. It is believed that after the home changed hands, it became the property of a slave owner. The laughter and other unusual activities is from the ghost of some of the former slaves. Whew, that's a, whew. That is, that is, that is definitely tragic. Um, the fact that you know she lost the man that she loved the day of their wedding, like exactly that, that's whew. you know losing another love and then eventually losing her daughter. Just you know she she just couldn't live with it. She couldn't bear it, and unfortunately she. She took her own life by drowning in the lake in which her first fiance perished. So her first fiance, you know, prob- probably drowned as well. So right. know, maybe maybe in her mind, if she died the same way that he died, maybe they would be rekindled in the afterlife or something. Um, so how are you feeling about this one?
1: Uh, very tragic. Uh, I, I, this, this is really the story of tragedy. Right. more m- more so in my opinion than uh, paranormal except for um, the where it says that people have heard unnerving laughter after sundown seen creepy eyes in the windows and even witnessed a large black dog which is a ghost roaming the property like where 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 did that come from right like you give me all this tragedy, And then you're like, oh well, and this happened too. Like, so where did the where did the large large black dog come from? Uh, I can I can almost pass off creepy eyes as lights or maybe a bat or you know um, an owl an owl. Mm, Excuse me, something like that. But I'm wondering where this large black dog which is also a ghost, uh, comes from. Did they, I I don't remember it saying that she had a a pet or anything. Right. I mean,
0: hell you lose your dog too. I mean, there's, that's something else, right? Right. You lost your first love, your second love, your daughter and your dog. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's horrible. You know? Um, you know, and then, but it also, at the, at the bottom, when it says that it is believed to be, when the home changed hands to the property of the slave owner, the laughter and other unusual activity is from the ghosts who were the former slaves. Um, I don't, in, in my mind, I don't really think that any of the slaves would be laughing, so to speak, um, considering the, the, probably the, the horrific conditions that they were placed in, um. Uh, the laughter could—I I really don't know where the laughter would have come from. The, or the the laughter is what gets me. The fact that there's all this tragedy, and then there's an unnerving laughter, almost like a like a, you know like almost like somebody. How can I say it? I, and I'm I'm not trying to dismiss this as you know, you know, comical or anything, but just hear me out. Almost like an uneasy, like a like you know how like. When the, when, when the Joker finally went insane and he just laughed like a, like a maniacal laughter almost, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know, almost like that. Like everything is so fucked up, all you can do is just laugh about it almost, you know? Like that's what I would take from it. I mean, because I, mean, I don't think you're laughing. I don't think the laughter is out of thinking something's funny. I think the laughing is coming from a place of like you don't know what you're doing anymore. Does that make, does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yeah. I I see where you're coming from with that for sure.
0: You know, almost like you have to, if you don't laugh, you cry kind of thing,
1: you know? Right.
0: Which honestly, I would rather hear crying than laughing, to be honest with you. You know, I hear somebody crying. And it's like my, my, my initial instinct is be like, Hey, what's going on? Are you Okay. You know, and then, but I hear somebody laughing unnervingly or uneasily. I'm like, okay, I'm freaked out. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: But anyway. Exactly. All right. So you got the next one, Bubba? I do. The next one is actually from right here in the city that we both live in. Well, you're you you were you're from and I live in. Right. Uh, I'm
0: so- on the outskirts. I'm in Rossville.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, We're going to talk about the Delta Queen. Um, So, the Delta Queen was once an impressive vessel that carried people around the Tennessee waterways and more. Today, the Delta Queen is a hotel docked in Chattanooga. People can come and see the impressive Delta Queen, stay the night, and enjoy a fabulous time. Some of the guests that visit the Delta Queen also get the opportunity to encounter shadows In some of the bedrooms, right? Just, just shadows. Just shadows. Um, Okay. Uh, Some people find their attempts to enjoy the Delta Queen's bar prevented, courtesy of the ghost of Mary B. Green, who still lives on the ship. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Yes.
0: Very interesting. Um, now you, we, we did a little research a minute ago. The Delta Queen, it's not the same as the Southern Bell. are we? Am I am I correct in that?
1: I, I want to say that we are correct in that, um, although it might be because the the picture that they show here on the uh, website looks eerily reminiscent of the Southern Bell. Right. Does does it not or is that it, just no it,
0: it looks it looks damn near identical to the Southern <clears throat> Bell. Um matter of fact, hold on, let me let me get, let me get a third party. Hey Amy. Yeah. That picture right there, does that look like the Southern Bell to you? Okay. We'll have to wait just a couple of quick seconds so she can walk over to the computer. Her eyes are bad right. like mine, so that ship could look that kinda looks like the Southern Bell, don't it? Yeah, yeah okay. That's all we needed. Love you. The
1: Southern Bell's a little smaller.
0: You think you thought it was smaller than this? I, I, we're trying. I, I, we're trying to determine if the Delta Queen and the Southern Bell are the same ship or whatever. Because I mean, I don't know. That's what. Well, I'm looking at. Well, actually, I did find um, Miss Mary B. Green, um, right. the lady who uh, supposedly still lives on the ship. Um, She doesn't really have that much of a Wikipedia page, unfortunately. Um, It just said that she was born in 1867. She married Gordon Christopher Green in 1890, and they had their children, Thomas Christopher Jr., whatever. Uh, It said that she died on Friday, April 22nd in 1949 aboard her boat, the Delta Queen, after leaving New Orleans. Um, her spirit is said to still haunt the ship. Now, if I click on Delta... Hmm. Okay, this is very interesting. Very interesting, because it says here that the Delta Queen is an American stern-wheel steamboat. Um, It says that she was docked in Chattanooga, Tennessee and served as a floating hotel until purchased by the newly formed Delta Queen Steamboat Company, and the boat was towed to urum louisiana in march of 2015 for repurbishing for the original condition so no the delta queen is no longer in chattanooga it has been since replaced by the southern bell right so there we go mystery solved ladies and gentlemen all we had to do was just look it up (laughs) um but yeah um the, the ship was uh According to this, it was a paddle steam ship. It weighed, um, uh, okay, uh, tonnage. I don't know what the hell that word that means, um, it, it, but it, but it had a total capacity of one hundred and seventy six passengers. It was a cross compound steamed engine uh, with two thousand horsepower. Um, lovely little flyer, though. It was two hundred and eighty five feet long, fifty eight feet wide, and it drew eleven point five feet. It draws eleven point five feet. Uh, I've read that wrong. Excuse me. It weighed 1,650 tons. um, And it generated over 2,000, like I said, accumulative horsepower. But it was a paddle wheeled type. Uh, right. So. So, yeah. So, it would make sense that she died on the boat. So, chances are she's probably stayed on the boat. Makes the most sense, actually. Right. So. I do find it a little funny um, that the Delta Queen is on this list but at the top of the page it says last updated on March 15th, 2021. So maybe they just added a little bit here and there. I don't know. But nevertheless. um, So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The the Delta Queen is no longer in Chattanooga. It is actually in Louisiana now. uh, Replaced by the Southern Belle. So there you go. Um, So that being said... We can move on to the next one and this one is Lakeshore Asylum and this is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, back in 1886, Tennessee needed a mental institution so they opened an East Tennessee Hospital for the Insane. Years years later, it was renamed the Lakeshore Asylum. People who have gone to the Lakeshore Asylum to investigate state there is a lot of ghostly activity throughout the building. Ghost hunters and other people who have found themselves within the confines of the old structure have heard screams of what they can only believe to be former patients echoing through the halls strange looking figures have also been spotted around the building now the screams of former patients i can kind of understand that but you you specifically said strange looking figures how strange looking are these figures? Are they like That's, SPC yeah. foundation looking people? Like what exactly you think? Like what you thinking on this one?
1: Yeah. I, I want to know how strange these figures look like, are, are we talking, you know, three heads and 12 eyes or, <laughs> or uh, yeah. What like, do they look right. like Goro from mortal Kombat? I mean how strange.
0: How strange are, yeah, how strange are we talking?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I wonder if the building I wonder if the building's still there though. I mean I'm sure the building probably is still there. I mean we're talking about it obviously. Um
1: that's uh, that's just a quick Google search away.
0: Yeah. Cause oh, I'm damn. I'm guaranteeing you it's harder to uproot a building than it is to move a ship. Right. <laughs>
1: Was good. But anyway. uh, I think it's still there. Okay. Um, in an article from 2019, they've got 40 photos of the the Lakeshore Mental Health Institute through the years. Um so it it looks like it's still there. Yeah, see um it is currently unused, so it's it's there, but there's nothing in it. Right, it's just an an empty building. Yeah,
0: I mean, it looks it looks like a building, honestly, that you'd see like you know over here off like off like North Shore or something
1: like when like in like the backwoods areas. Like, oh, uh, like, you know, so too. yeah, so looking at this building, it reminds me of the elementary school that I went to. That has since been torn down and rebuilt, but this it looks just like the the elementary school that I went to. Oh wow, um, Hardy Elementary. Yeah. You, I, I know you've passed it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right over there, of it's off Glass Street. Yeah, or it's yeah, on yeah. Glass Street rather. Uh, it, where it's at is actually on Roanoke. Roanoke, yeah, Glass yeah. Street. Yeah, Glass well, Street. Well, Rolling connects to Glass names. Street, so yeah, I know what you mean. Correct. Right. Yeah, so uh, it, it looks a lot like the uh, elementary school that I went to. Right. All so right. from there, we're going go to go into the very next one. You got it? Yep, we're going to travel right back to Chattanooga. Good old Chattanooga. Chattown. We're going to talk about the. Uh, we're going to talk about the historic Reed House Hotel. All right. Um. So, for those of you you don't know, the, the Reed House sits on the corner of Chestnut and uh, MLK. Yep. Uh, it's a very pretty, pretty building. Um, on the inside, it's the decor is amazing. Been in there Beautiful. several times. N- never stayed the night, but I've been in there several times. There's actually a Starbucks on the inside that I go to sometimes if yep. I'm needing a quick pick-me-up. And there's a
0: steakhouse, which you're going to pay way too much money for. Yeah, Porter Steakhouse. Yeah, Porter
1: Steakhouse. Yeah. Yep.
0: They say it's good, though,
1: so I don't know. I I hear it's amazing. Um, So the Sheridan Reed House is, is one of the haunted hotels, one of the most haunted hotels in Tennessee that has verified ghost sightings in the building. The hotel has served as an elegant place to stay for people since the late 1800s so it's been around for a long time long time Uh, Yeah, it has also been home to deaths by natural causes as well as murders and suicides Mm -hmm. Uh, the ghost of Annalisa Netherly is believed to haunt room 311 the location where her husband murdered her upon finding out that she was having an affair oh wow
0: Gilded uh, jealous lovers, man. Yeah, Yeah, it
1: happens. Uh, So it goes on to say that outside of room 311, things get moved around in rooms. People see shadows and mirrors. Some people have even claimed to see what appears to be someone reclining on the bed when no one is in there. Some guests of the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Uh some guests of the hotel and former employees state that there is also the ghost of a man and a woman who may have been a prostitute haunting the hotel to this day. Mm-hmm. Some say the man's ghost hangs around because he was either murdered or committed suicide while on the premises.
0: Yeah. I've yeah, I mean I've walked through Reed House, um, you don't really get a uneasy or unsettling feeling. I mean, you hear the no. stories, obviously, when you walk through, and it and it gets nice, and it, I mean, it's it's nice, it's beautiful. Um, and no, I never really felt the need of. I didn't really feel feel any uh any weird weird like, you know, which which also then again, I'm not like standing around looking like I'm going. I'm walking straight through like. Like especially right. on like rainy days or something like that when 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 I used to work for the big wigs downtown, um, I, and it would be raining like I'd be have my umbrella. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm gonna dry off a little bit. I'm just gonna cut through the reed house because you if you, you're on Chestnut, you can actually cut straight through to the reed house and then you end up on uh, uh Broad Street, um, you know which, you know you're right there on the it's right there on the corner. But then again, why the hell would I wanna be in the rain? Because there's no awning on that one side except for the one awning that's a, right next to the doors or whatever but you walk through and especially and and you know the company that I used to work for also did business with the rate house too so you would drop stuff off and things of that nature um mm-hmm. so when you walk in you're not really stopping to look around or pay attention to the ambiance or anything like that um although the the, the it, it it one thing I will do, I will say though if you get closer to the stairs you start feeling a little bit of something but then again that's I didn't really, I, I brush it off like, oh, that's just, you know, I had some bad, you know, you know, cheese dip at lunch or something, you know, they, you know, they shouldn't have went to, uh, they shouldn't have went to, uh, um, those, those, those bros or whatever. But, right, you know, I mean, but I have, I've, okay. had, I've, I've, mean, I've talked to people around the area and I've asked, you know, and I even asked people who work there, uh, once I'm like, so are the, are the, rumors about this place haunted? I mean, is it, is it true? And then I remember this one guy who was – he was the uh, front desk guy because um, I was sitting there having a conversation with him real quick. He goes, yeah, um, there was rumors of people dying here before, but that was, like, back in, like, the early 1900s or something like that. So he didn't even, you know, even think about it, you know. And he's, he I mean, he told me he was a skeptic in ways. He, he didn't really believe in ghosts. So, um, you know, he kind of brushed it off as well.
1: Um, All right. now, do, now do you want me – to kind of make you feel uneasy about the whole haunting thing? Sure. <laughs> okay, so this is, I mean, this, actual... is, this is This is your experience here, so... Well, no, this is not my experience. This is an article from the actual Reed House website, okay? Okay. Um, and it says, there are many who believe Room 311 is haunted by the ghost of Analyst Netherly, a guest who was allegedly beheaded in the bathtub Damn. by a jealous... By a jealous lover. Did they over that, the years, that small little detail. <laughs> exactly. Um, over the years. A number of guests. Of our Chattanooga Haunted Hotel. Have reported paranormal activity. In the room. Including unexplained noises. Flickering lights. Running water. Shadowy figures and more. The haunted room is known. By many locals. Who have experienced paranormal activity. Of their own. Now. According to the Reed House Hotel's general manager, Ken Merkel, the room was restored to make Annalisa Netherly comfortable, not the guests. The room does not have any of the modern amenities that the other rooms in the hotel offer, and it is not meant to. It says, stop by our haunted hotel in Chattanooga for a room tour offered daily and maybe you'll be lucky enough to experience a spine tingling encounter with room 311's famous guest.
0: That's, dude, that's that's, just, that's so freaking cool. At the same time, interesting <clears throat> and scary. I wouldn't know, I don't know. So they intentionally make this, they, they intentionally keep this room preserved for Annalisa. Correct. Wow. That's, Correct. that's interesting. So it's, it's almost as if like, okay, we have enough respect for the dead to say, okay, we're going to, do this for her you know right so it makes sense for people but but my whole thing is like do they still rent out room 311
1: i don't i i can't from the website i can't tell if they rent that room out or if they just use it for tours
0: right but definitely paranormal investigators definitely want to check the room out i mean I, i mean again like i did i did a you know, with with our good buddy Kelly Miller, uh, went to a ghost hunt with him, and the people that who was organizing the ghost hunt just simply said, "Just don't take anything away, and don't mess with anything." I'm like, "I'm, I'm not hell, no, I'm not going nowhere." <laughs> you go crazy now. I don't even know what I'm doing here, you know? Right. So, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so anybody, and and you can still book a room at the Reed House, ladies and gentlemen, if you want, if you uh so dare, um, just don't ask for room, you know, three eleven. Anyway. So, we're going to move on from that one, and we're going to talk about the, uh, uh, the the Carnton Plantation. This is in Franklin, Tennessee. Now, the Carnton Plantation has the unusual feature of having a front porch that looks like a graveyard where approximately 1,700 Confederate troops were buried in the wake of the bloody battles nearby. Okay, Uh, Shortly after the mass burial, the mansion was transformed into a hospital. There were four generals who died inside and the staff held on to their bodies so that survivors would later be able to pay their respects. All of this explains why so many witnesses have seen ghosts of Confederate soldiers roaming the mansion and the grounds. Uh, However, these are not the only spirits that haunt the mansion. It has also been suggested that the spirits of the children uh, are also haunting their former homes, since only two of the five children survived to adulthood. Oh, wow. Yeah, all of this is more than enough to secure the mansion as one of the most haunted uh, houses in Tennessee, but there is yet more restless spirits who live here. Among the other spirits spotted in the mansion are a young girl who was murdered by a jealous suitor, the family cook who is struggling to let go of her duties to the family, and a beautiful woman with long, dark hair.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about this one?
1: <sighs> you know, I, I, I'm a little... I'm, I'm a little iffy on this one uh i don't know i just want a little more detail i mean you know considering that they say that uh you know there were five children and only two of them survived to adulthood um but it does i don't it doesn't say how they died does it i mean, it doesn't show anything it doesn't explain anything no, so I mean, did they die of natural causes, or or were they murdered? Like, why would they be haunting this place, right? Um, or whatnot? Like, I, I'm a little, you know, like, eh, really,
0: yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up uh, Carlton Mansion. Um, it says that it's 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 still a very it's actually it's on the um the national uh. The National Hist- uh, Register of Historic Places. Um, it says that the plantation played an important role during the imme- during and immediately after the Battle of Franklin during the American Civil War. It is now managed by the nonprofit organization, the Battle of Franklin Trust. Um. Uh, see, according to this, uh, see the only pop culture reference that it makes is that it's the setting for the, a novel by author Robert Hicks, uh, the the window of the South is what it, it uh talks about. Um then talks about the Battle of Franklin, it talks about um different things. Um the latest entry says it says as of see it was, as of 1973 it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places um, the mansion has never received any funding or support from local, state, or federal government. The site is maintained and managed by the Battle of Franklin Trust, a nonprofit organization which which also manages another historic battle uh, called the Carter House. Uh, today, the mansion receives visitors from all over the world, as many people who visit want to learn the true story of the Window of the South. Hmm, that's interesting. So, yeah, and then it talks about. It says also there's the Carter House, and the Carter House is also in Franklin, Tennessee. But I don't believe the Carter House is uh, haunted or anything like that. Um, it doesn't say anything about it being haunted. But anyway, so that being said, the uh, you know the, the it says I mean because you think the spirits you know that, that they spot was the, the the young lady who was murdered by a jealous suitor the family cook who is struggling to let go of her duties. So like you just walk into this kitchen or whatever. And they say, like, you see some, some, somebody cooking and she turns around like breakfast. Who wants eggs? And it's like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, I ain't eating your haunted ass eggs. Fuck away from, me.
1: but anyway. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that one's a little uh, more interesting. Because, you you know, you've got the the girl who was murdered by a jealous suitor. You've got the family cook who just won't stop cooking. Uh, And then the beautiful woman with long, dark hair. Obviously, these are three different people. um, But it also, like... Are there any... um, any angry or aggressive goats. They don't seem like they're angry or aggressive in any way. It's just, you know, they, they're just there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, that
0: being said, let's move on to the next one. You got it?
1: I do. Next up, we're going to talk about Rest Haven Memorial Gardens, and this is in Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so if ever there was a location that fails to live up to its name, then surely it has to be Rest Haven Memorial Gardens. There's not much restful about a place that is considered one of the most haunted locations in Tennessee. Nearby, you will find a house in which a brutal slave owner once resided. It is rumored that one of the slaves raped his daughter and got her pregnant. The owner then killed the slave in a fit of rage. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Now, I'm 100% against slaves. We've talked about this. However, uh, I don't have a daughter. You do. But I can say, if I had a daughter and somebody raped her, I would probably kill this motherfucker in a fit of rage. Oh, oh, I would
0: oh. I would I would slit his throat and and laugh as he's bleeding out and I would smile in my mugshot. Don't exactly. Fuck my
1: don't fuck with my baby girl. Hell no. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I I mean, okay. Dude was fucked up for owning a slave 100%. Oh yeah. But at the same time, like I don't condone what he did, but I understand Right, I mean,
0: it's one of like how what's the and maybe in his mind he thought he th- he thinks to himself what's the worst possible way that I can get back at this motherfucker?
1: I exactly.
0: Mean, I mean, you know, it, it it it's a fucked up situation either way you want to look
1: at it. to Be honest. Either way, one way, you know, it's fucked up on one side and the other. There's there's really no middle ground on Dang, this one. There
0: ain't no gray area uh, for
1: this one. Nope. Exactly. So it goes on to say that the slave's ghost is often seen wandering the grounds and the memorial gardens in search of his lost child. This has led to speculation that he didn't actually rape the slave owner's daughter, but that the pair had fallen in love, something the slave owner was not willing to accept as a possibility.
0: Okay. Now, okay. So now the story changes. Now that now okay. the.
1: Okay, go ex, ahead. Ex, that's what I was saying. Now we've got a little bit of a difference here. We're, we're now we are getting into that gray area, because there there have been many of stories over the years, um, movies made about it and everything about how a, a slave and the the daughter of a slave owner uh have fallen in love and they, they try to run off together or whatnot or you know they secretly meet in the middle of the night to to be with one another because obviously the the slave owner is like no you will not be around my child blah 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 uh so it, it that part of the story is very very plausible like, they just fell in love, and, you know, they did the deed one night, and, you know, she wound up pregnant. Right. Uh, right. And, and we- in that case, fuck the guy twice. <laughs> one for, One for being an owner, and then two for killing this man who, I mean, we don't know if he was going to take care of his child or... Whatnot, you know. I mean, assuming he probably would have tried, we, right. we can only assume that,
0: right? You know, we, we, when when you add this when you add to the, 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 the the part of oh we you know oh this you know they they were in love, that kind of changes the dynamic of the story because once again you like okay, the fact that yeah I can understand because there have been many many times where. And again, th- th- you can also look at it from two different sides of the spectrum because maybe they were in love and maybe the daughter told her father, you know, that he raped me when he really didn't. But then again, I don't know why she would do that, because if she loved I me, mean, she wouldn't have said anything like that. Right. Or maybe but that's the story, just... Or maybe that's the story that he told people so that he could, you know, get off on a justifiable. Exactly. You know, and then look at his daughter's like, you better tell them what, what I told you or whatever, you know? um. So again, so many slippery slopes, so many gray areas, um. you know, cause when we first read it, we thought it was pretty clear cut and dry. And then now we get into a little bit more deeper part of the story. Then it's like, yeah, now I have other questions. Now I want to see, okay, how would this play out? What exactly was the scenario? Again, we weren't there. We don't know um exactly but speculation if the speculation is true then it makes sense that the owner was maybe looking for a reason to kill this man you know and he found that reason you exactly know. so you exactly. Know, or, or it could have been yeah I mean and it, and it could also be a, a, a situation where she was scared of her father I mean if this man was a brutal, Slave owner, as the story says that he was, she probably was scared to say that, oh, I'm in love with him, you know, because then if he killed the, the slave, would he have killed his own daughter? Exactly. You know, that's different like, thing. We don't about. know. Right. All right. So from that one, we're going to jump to the very next one. This next one is going to be the Pegram Family Cemetery, and this is in Pegram, Tennessee. Now, In 1970, a group of developers bulldozed an area along the Harpeth River while working on a housing development. However, in the process, they tragically destroyed the Pegram Family Cemetery. Oh, shit. Okay.
1: Uh, Let's let's go back to to what we said previously. (laughs) Yes. You do not fuck. With anybody's final resting place, right?
0: Um, now that if, I mean, did they know that the cemetery was there? I mean, you you would obviously have to know if it's there or not, right? You you would think so. You you would think so. Um, you know, or maybe back in the 1970s, you know, blueprints and plans weren't you know perfect. I don't know. Anyway, the dirt from the land was sold as field dirt across two counties. Five years later, the river uh, waters rose, and all the houses built on that land that was once a cemetery were completely flooded. Oh, wow. During the flood, some coffins that had been relocated floated to the surface, one in particular belonging to the town's first, very first, postmistress, Carrie Pegram Heath. Okay. Now, since okay, well, then,
1: hold on. Let's let's take a, a small break right there. OK, because it says during the flood, some of the coffins that had been relocated. Floated to the floated. surface, so that tells me they knew they knew this was a cemetery. And they intentionally because they had to yeah. relocate the, the. The coffins,
0: but don't you have to get like blessing and permission from the family? in order to have a uh, in order to have a, a body exhumed or a coffin exhumed from mate, you know i mean i don't i don't Possibly. i don't know the legalities of that
1: yeah ne-
0: uh, yeah i don't either but nevertheless since then the town has had nothing but bad luck it flood it, it floods with some regularity and the seamlessly cursed land has had no end to financial hardship There is an overall feeling of unrest and malice lingering in the air, and some of the homeowners have claimed to see tombstones appearing and disappearing in their gardens. Hold the fuck up. Hold up, hold Hold up, up. hold up. So you mean to tell me tombstones just randomly just pop up in your damn garden? Like you sitting there, you know, watering your tulips and shit, and, and these roses smell good, and hey, we got some elephant ears growing. Hashtag. Um... Yeah. And we you doing all this and all of a sudden you see a damn like is that a is that a fucking is that a tombstone? What the hell's a tombstone doing in my damn yard? And you think then oh, you go out to check on it, and it's gone, right? Yeah. You know, they disappeared and you go inside, like, hey, who the hell put this damn tombstone in the front yard? What are you talking about? Come out here and look at this shit. You go out there, tombstone's gone, like, what tombstone? What are you talking about? Like I ain't crazy. There was a there was a damn tombstone on this front yard. Y'all think I'm crazy? I ain't crazy. Mama, you've been taking your medicine. Get the fuck in the house. You know, right? You know. So yeah, you don't fuck with someone's final resting place. You know, especially. I mean, the fact that uh, Pegram, um, uh, Tennessee has had such hardship, and I'm, and the picture that they use, uh. <laughs> the picture that they use, you looking at this picture right now, Bubba, it's, it, it's uh, I am. Yeah. That, it looks so unsettling, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful picture of an angel, um, you know, in, you know, carved in stone and everything, um, you know, in, in, in the sea of, you know, graves, graves and things of that nature. Um, but it, it looks very eerie considering the, the tragic, ...way that the cemetery was upheaved, if you will. Um, 100%. Yeah, scary shit. Anyway, all right, so we're going to move on from that one to the very next one. Uh, You got it?
1: Yeah, uh, it's the Orpheum Theater, and this is in Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, we're all the way out in West Tennessee now. And uh, so the Orpheum Theater in Memphis is said to be haunted by the spirit of a little girl named Mary who died in some kind of accident on a nearby street. She has been hanging around the th- in the theater for about 60 years now. Even though the original building burned down in 1923 and then reopened five years later in 1928, she is often seen in her favorite seat, C5, and sometimes she is heard giggling while running up and down the aisles. Um... Can't fuck with the children, dude. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, uh... I wonder what kind of accident... Like, it says on a nearby street... Could have been a car now, accident. This was, yeah, now this was... Uh, apparently this was in the 20s. Um... So... So Prohibition's probably running amok at this point. Or was, it, was there Prohibition at this point? Yeah, Prohibition it, was in the 20s, uh when did, I don't think it lasted that long. Um, let's see. Prohibition in the United States. Uh, actually it says it was from 1920 to 1933. So yeah. Uh, 13 years. Yeah. Could it possibly be a situation
0: of maybe she was walking down the street or something and, you know, cars sped out of control and then, Hitter, you know, could that be what it was? Or
1: could you know, be that, or detailed, was it, uh, yeah. you know, was it a, 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 uh, I mean, you know, the, the mafia ran stuff back then, so was it, you know, was she uh, an innocent bystander in, you know, uh, a hit gone wrong or whatnot? You know what I mean,
0: right. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's definitely um, – there's definitely – and the fact that she's she's still there, to me, this is, like, the definition of, like, a a, a true, you know, child spirit, you know? I mean, it says that she is seen often in her favorite seat, seat you know, C5, sometimes right. her giggling and running up and down the aisles. To me, it doesn't sound like a malevolent spirit. It doesn't sound like a malice spirit. It sounds like – a Little girl who still loves to come and enjoy the theater, you know. Um, exactly, you know. Um, which the the um, how, how is it pronounced again? Orpheum, Orpheum. There you go. Uh, the Orpheum Theater is still uh around right today, they're, they're still doing shows. Um, Otis Redding third is going to be there August 7th. Um, they got a lot of cool uh stories, uh, they got, got a lot of cool uh, things coming up. Brothers Osborne, if you like if you're into that, they're going to be there on uh, september 10th uh zz top good old uh, zz top is gonna be there on september 19th um, i didn't know they
1: were still doing shows
0: oh they, apparently yeah there's a lot of people who are still uh oh, gary clark jr my god probably still to this day probably one of the one, an incredible guitar player if you ever get a chance to listen to him um he's gonna be there october 24th um and then there's a uh, they're doing something on November 5th called that Golden Girls show it's a puppet sh- is a puppet show uh but it's a golden girl it's the golden girls puppet show basically it's a puppet show and it's all the characters of, from the golden girls um, okay yeah so that's that, that i found that interesting I'm like hmm that might be interesting yeah, that's, you know that's they got, and they got, they, literally, they literally have shows booked all the way to March of 2022 um and beyond uh they're doing a, a live action uh a live action they're doing a the the lion king play um they got willie nelson and friends coming um uh, the matthew shepherd band uh the the uh, the mute the, the jesus christ superstar um so yes yeah, so there, there's a lot of uh, broadway plays that get you know on the stage and things of that nature you know so maybe the maybe the girl's just a big fan of theater and wants to stay in her favorite seat here's my question how do they know that c5 is her favorite seat unless they like focused it and watched it you know um yeah that does someone could sit be. down in that mean, seat and feel a different presence or what it's very possible yeah very possible anyway all right so we're gonna go from there to the next one and this is the tennessee state prison and this is in nashville tennessee this thing looks like a damn cathedral like a big-ass fucking dracula's house nevertheless tennessee state prison was built in 1889 and over the years that was in op- over the over the years that it was in operation it gained notoriety thanks to several attempt attempted breakouts riots and overcrowding it also became famous when it was used during the filming of both the Green Mile and Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh, nice. Today, it lies abandoned, but it is certainly not unoccupied. There are frequent reports of cell doors closing by themselves, cold spots, phantom footsteps, and even boot prints in the dust where no, one, where no living person has walked oh wow very interesting i you know i don't remember uh i I don't i don't remember ever seeing ernest goes to jail i mean i've seen ernest scared stupid i've seen ernest goes camp ernest goes school i don't think i ever i don't think i've ever seen ernest goes to jail i don't don't think think i have either no um matter of fact the last ernest movie i remember watching is ernest goes to africa it was the last one that i remember um okay and then Jim Varney played uh Ed Clampett in the the movie version of the Beverly Hillbillies. And I think
1: that Correct.
0: Away. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He it wasn't that. His last role was uh Slinky
1: on Toy Story before he passed away, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. but uh he he was in the live action uh Beverly Hillbillies.
0: That's what I was, that's what I'm saying. That's the last thing that's the last I was fixing to say that was the last thing I remember him being in, but then I remember Toy Story. I'm like, Oh, that was the last thing he was in, so never mind. So Well yeah, I mean yeah, because the, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies is like ninety three or something,
1: right? I think that was the last live action thing he was in, right? Uh, I'd have to look that up. Uh, yeah, two seconds.
0: Yeah, and of course, I think everybody knows the Green Mile. You know, Tom Hanks, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, God rest his soul. Um, but uh, you know, John Coffey, ma'am, Locked the drink. Right? You know, I'm tired, boss. You know, just. You know, probably probably the best role I think I've seen Michael Clark Duncan in, probably. Um, that and him playing... Uh, shit, what was his name in the movie?
1: What oh, movie?
0: Uh, Con Air. What was his name in Con Air?
1: Oh, um... Nate. Oh, Nate oh, no,
0: it, wasn't, it wasn't Nathan Jones. It was something else. I no, think it was but- Na- you know, you know who I'm talking about, though. I you know the role I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I thought he played, uh, a, damn good, he played a damn good role mm-hmm. there too. at yeah, first I so, thought it was Dean Reigns, but it not it was Michael Clark. was Michael Clark Duncan.
1: It I, wasn't. I, Reigns. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I get those two mixed up. Uh, Look,
0: so I'm not confusing.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll, so that ta- we, were about, okay, thank you, babe. Well, we were talking about. Thank uh, you, babe. When we were talking about Jim Varner. So he had two movies. Uh, he played Slinky Dog in Toy Story 2. Yes. Uh, then he was in a movie called Daddy and Them with Billy Bob Thornton and Andy Griffith, Ben Affleck, Kelly Preston, Diane Ladd, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in 2001. that It was actually released after he passed away. And then he voiced uh, Jebediah, farnsworth in atlantis the lost empire which also came out after he passed away okay yeah
0: yeah so. And and i was mistaken michael clark duncan was not in con air that was ving ring okay yeah. Con air yeah okay yeah. Okay. yeah the last thing the last the, the last uh thing that i that is the according to his uh imdb uh it says the last movie that he recorded uh, was the Challenger? Well, that was a la- well. That was the last movie that was released. He it was it was uh, released uh, posthumously, um, after his death. It was his final uh, movie role. Um, he did play uh, Kilowog in the Green Lantern. He was the voice of Kilowog in uh, the the Green Lantern. Uh, right. So, uh, so yeah, that was the last thing that he re- that that he did before his passing. He was also in uh, Legend of Kung Fu Rabbit in the Hive the Resurrection. Uh, from the rough and the challenger, which all five of those movies, uh, was him after he had passed away. They released after he passed away. So, right. Yeah. And the um, challenger
1: was his final film. Yes. Um, Uh, and then he did some, some stuff for TV. Uh, he had two things that were released after he passed away. He, uh, voiced Groot in 2013's ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. And, um, in the American television animated television series *Fish Hooks*, he played Guardian Cat. Yeah, he was the voice of Guardian Cat.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize this until, um, and it didn't hit me until just now. the The video game *The Suffering Tides* that bind he was actually the voice of Blackmore in that game. I, I know you right. probably hadn't played that game, but it was a very very good one. Uh, he was at Lat. He was uh, Atlas in *God of War* two, and he also was in *Saints Row* four credited as Benjamin King in the game's credits as a memoriam to him. Duncan was set to reply, reprise his role as King, um, but passed away during the game's development during the game's credits. The song, just a friend by Bismarck is playing as all the cast members sing along and the song fades out with Duncan's track. He was replaced
1: in the series by Terry Cruz. So, okay, there you go. Uh, well, he also did a couple of, uh, music videos, um, most notably uh he was a security guard in r kelly's uh down low right yeah so
0: so yeah so rest in peace michael r duncan but yeah but for this particular entry on the list um again the prison system especially back in the early 1800s 1898 to be precise yeah they didn't do a lot of good things in terms of taking care of the prisoners and again several breakout attempts, riots, overcrowding, which is typical for, you know, a a prison back then because you worry about overcrowding. I mean, people think today's prisons are overcrowded. Ain't no telling how overcrowded they were back in the eighteen hundreds. Right. So but yeah. So aside from the Green Mile and the Ernest Goes to Jail movie, what what do you what are you thinking about this particular one?
1: Uh well obviously the the history of it and the fact that it was used in the Green Mile which is one of my all time favorite movies I love that movie um, I, I think that uh, Michael Clark Duncan and um, Tom Hanks did an amazing job in that that movie um, it just the there's not much to it though. It reports of cell doors closing by themselves, cold spots, phantoms footsteps. The only thing that um is kind of out there is the boot prints in the dust where no living person has walked. That's uh interesting in my opinion.
0: So it I mean you think of boot prints, I mean could it possibly be the uh the guards guarding the cells? you know cuz i mean you think the security guards would probably wear you know specific boots or whatever um right but i mean that's the only thing i could think of
1: that's 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 it but it says that no living person had uh stepped foot there so right that's that's very interesting in itself right <sighs> shit all right so,
0: so let's move right. on to the very next one this one could be interesting go ahead
1: yeah we're going to talk about bell witch cave and this is in adams tennessee so one of the most famous ghost stories from tennessee has got to be the tale of the bell witch even those who are not particularly interested in the paranormal know this story yep you know the story of the bell witch i I actually do not so okay we're we're gonna jump in and uh so it says that the bell witch was said to have murdered John Bell and also tormented his entire family with poltergeist-style activity for several years. At one point, the terror was so intense that President Andrew Jackson refused to stay in the Bell House overnight. Wow. Yeah, That's so interesting. the
0: damn president didn't want to stay in your house?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The This malicious spirit is said to be an extremely extremely wicked woman named Kate Batts. She was malevolent in her life and even more so in her death, as evidenced by her murderous ghost. She is still said to haunt the cave next to John Bell's farm. Some of the most commonly reported activity include sightings of strange-looking animals, rattling change, and unexplained knocking. Uh, Again, I want to know what these strange-looking animals are. Yeah. Is it a 58-point rabbit? I mean... (laughs) Right. Are are, are we talking about a 12-point jackalope? Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I still don't think that thing's real. I think it's all fabricated, to be honest with you. Um, But anyway. uh, So, yeah. So, the story... um, I mean, I heard the story years and years and years i was a i was a kid you know so i mean i didn't know if they you know said the story just you know scared to look they just brought up the story to scare the little kids um right but yeah for the fact that you know john bell you know and the whole reason why because i have a cousin named john bell um and that's uh that's where the uh the story kind of was you know like hey you're the one the witch murdered you know or whatever um to where the family did have several you know years of being just haunted by this poltergeist um, and if you look up I mean I've never actually looked up Kate ba- Kate Bats um, but apparently she was a very very wicked person um, and uh, right the fact that it does it surprise me that John Bell's farm, and the cave next to it is still haunted by her i mean that would my question and and this is a question why did the bell witch murder john bell that would be the question that i would ask like what was the was she worried that maybe john bell would reveal the secret of who she was or something like that and she wanted to keep it private or maybe did he do something to cross her, disrespect her, or hurt her in any way shape or form. You know, what is the story behind
1: why the Bell Witch killed John Bell? Uh so uh, there's a Wikipedia page about it, uh but there's also a website. It's called bellwitchcave.com. It's the official home of the historic Bell Witch Cave. Um <laughs> Now, it says that the cave and farm are closed until further notice due to COVID-19. So they do use this as um, a way to make money, I guess. Of course. Uh, so is it true? Is it not true? There's the question, you know. Uh, but the legend of the Bell Witch goes that John Bell, a farmer from North Carolina, along with his with his wife and children, settled in northern Robertson County, Tennessee, in 1804. The farm consisted of 320 acres of rich farmland that laid along the Red River. They lived a quiet, peaceful life here for the first 13 years. They were members of the Red River Baptist Church, where John became a deacon. The family grew and became somewhat prosperous. In the late summer of 1817, something would happen that would change their lives forever. Some members of the family began seeing strange-looking animals around the property. Then, late at night, they started hearing knocking sounds on the doors and outer walls of the house. Later, sounds were being heard in the house. Sounds of a rat gnawing on the bedpost, chains being drugged throughout the house, stones being dropped on the wooden floors, and then gulping and choking sounds. The family was terrified, but kept the problem to themselves for over a year Uh, why would you keep that shit to yourself?
0: Right. Fuck out of here.
1: Right. Um, it says when things became intolerable, John confided in a neighbor, James Johnson. He invited Mr. and Mrs. Johnson to spend the night. After several nights of witnessing these strange things, Mr. Johnson suggested that more people should be told and a committee was formed and an investigation was started. It was not long before people were coming from miles around to hear and witness this unseen force that was terrorizing the bell home before long. This unseen force had gained enough strength that it now had a voice when asked who and what it was, it gave different identities. It once stated that it was the witch of a neighbor woman named Kate Bates or bats. Uh, this is what many people believed. And from then on this unforeseen An unseen force was called Kate, the Bell's Witch. Uh, It seemed that Kate had two main reasons for visiting the Bell home. The main one was to kill John Bell. For what reason, no one knows because Kate never gave a reason why. The second reason was to stop John's youngest daughter, Betsy, from marrying a certain neighbor boy named Joshua Gardner. Over the next three years, Kate tormented members of the Bell family Almost daily, John and his wife, Betsy, uh, or I'm sorry, John and his daughter, Betsy, was the ones who received the worst of the physical abuse. Betsy had her hair pulled, she was pinched, scratched, struck, scratched, stuck with pins, and even beaten, while John began suffering from spells of swelling of the throat and often had the feeling of a stick being stuck sideways in his throat. Then came the... Yeah. Then came the twitching and jerking of the facial muscles. Kate would blast them with curses and hideous threats during those spells. As time went on, John Bell became weaker and weaker. Kate was becoming well-known and drew large crowds of people. She seemed to be very intelligent in many things, the Bible, people's past, and the future. She could be in two places at the same time, miles apart for each other. Kate finally accomplished her mission for coming to the Bell Farm. On December 20, 1820, John Bell died. It was believed that he was poisoned by Kate, and Kate took full credit for his death. And then in March of 1821, young Betsy broke off her engagement with Joshua Gardner. Kate then bid everyone farewell and promised to return in seven years. She did return in 1828 for a few short weeks, During this visit, she came to the house of John Bell Jr. and had long talks with him about the past, the present, and the future. She made some predictions for the future. Kate also said there was a reason for John Bell's death. However, she never said what that reason was. After the second visit, she said her next return would be in 107 years. That would have been in 1935, But some believe that Kate never left the area at all due to the strange things that have occurred in and around the town of Adams and the Bell Witch Cave over many years. There are many books written about the famous Bell Witch in Tennessee. The legend of the Bell Witch is part of Tennessee history and is still taught in schools today. Wow. Yeah, so that's very interesting.
0: (sighs) Yeah, <laughs> that's a. <laughs> whew. that that's, that's scarier than, the actual, thing that haunted rooms gave us. Actually, right? Um, yeah, but it does say something when the damn president don't want to show up at your house. You know what I mean? Like, he like you know what? I got a country to run. I don't want to have to deal with no ghosts and fuck this shit. You you know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I ain't trying to deal with none of that i'm on the 20 dollar bill i will be eventually uh you know (laughs) jackson is the one on the 20 dollar. yeah okay
1: yeah Yeah. so uh how are you feeling
0: about this one i'm I'm scared to go to sleep tonight fuck you talking about (laughs) nah it's 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 interesting the fact that she would even come back to see the see this to see the sun you know and i get did, did did you say that they they didn't even explain that she tried to like she predicted the past and or predicted the future and things of that nature um right yeah I mean did do we know if any of those predictions came true or came to fruition or anything like that
1: It, it it doesn't say um now there is a section it's called skeptical evaluation and uh, a guy by the name of Brian Dunning wrote that there was no need to discuss the supposed paranormal activity until there was evidence that the story was true. Vague stories indicate that there was a witch in the area, all the significant facts of the story have been falsified, and the others come from a source of dubious credibility. Since no rec- reliable documentation of any actual events exist, there is nothing worth looking into, Dunning concludes... I chalk up the Bell Witch as nothing more than one of the most unsubstantiated folk legends vastly embellished and popularized by an opportunistic author of historical fiction.
0: Hmm. So they can't really... So it's like we we, we can't really know if what she predicted was true unless we can figure out this story itself is actually true,
1: pretty much. Right. Now... That's just one person's take on it. Um, there's, there's a couple more. A uh, lady by the name of Amy Fluker, a researcher of the Mississippi version of the legend, while affiliated with the University of Mississippi, has expressed the bill, which legend has no value. As a historian of collective memory, it matters very little to my research if hauntings are real or not. It does matter that people believe they are. As a result, they can help us understand the perspectives in this case, of the 19th and 20th century Americans. Um, so that right. doesn't... It's whatever. Now, there was um, a, a movie, uh, or there have been several movies based at least in part on the Bell Witch. Um, 1999's The Blair Witch Project. Uh, 2004's Bell Witch Haunting... 2005's An American Haunting?
0: As I've, heard, uh, I've, seen, I've seen an American Haunting.
1: Yeah, yeah, you've seen the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, well, right? I, mean, I mean I think everybody's seen the Blair Witch Project yeah. at one point. Uh 2007s Bell Witch, what? the movie. Wait, time out, Chip. What? What? You've
0: never seen the Blair Witch Project? I <laughs> i'm sorry about that go ahead i'm sorry all right i uh i asked i asked amy as i i was, like, I was like, you've never seen a witch, the blair witch Project? she goes i ain't watching that shit
1: anyway i mean go ahead that's fine uh, that's great. uh 2007's right. bell witch the movie which stars betsy palmer as the voice of the bell witch uh 2008's the bell witch legend which is a documentary by zach adams 2013's "The Bell Witch" haunting, um, which I don't see any names that are familiar there. Uh, directed by Glenn Miller, um, and the the final one was just put out last year. It's called The Mark of the Bell Witch, and it's a documentary by Seth Breedlove. Okay. Yeah. um, yeah, The American Paranormal television series Ghost Adventures filmed an episode at the Bell Witch Cave. Um, The Travel Channel series Haunted Live featured paranormal investigative team the Tennessee Wraith Chasers visiting the town of Adams, Tennessee, where the descendants of the Bell family take them to the cabin. And Expedition X explored caves of Middle Tennessee in the legend in 2020.
0: So, yeah, now, I remember seeing it on. Uh, I, I could have sworn it was. Did you, did you say Ghost Adventures or Ghost uh, Hunters?
1: Ghost Adventures. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think I remember seeing that. I haven't actually watched it, watch it, but I think I remember seeing it on the uh, on the queue from the because uh, I got Ghost Adventures on my Hulu, so um, right, you know. But yeah, very very interesting. Um, definitely, I mean, a doc. I want to check out that documentary though. I think that might be pretty interesting. It might give us any. It might it might give us more details than what we've you know provided the listeners today. Right. Um but anyway. All right, so with that being said, let's move on to the final one of the evening. This is Hells Bar Marina and Dam, and this is in uh, Guild, Tennessee. Now, Hells Bar Marina and Dam was built along the Tennessee River in 1905 in order to tame the natural whirlpool. The local Native American tribes were not happy with this construction and were said to have put a curse on the dam. Could this be why the structure is said to be one of the most haunted in the state of Tennessee? Visitors, staff, and paranormal groups have all reported a variety of paranormal activity, which includes Native American war cries, chanting, dark figures, and even the apparition of a little girl in a pink dress who is said to have drowned here. Oh, wow. It is said that her remains are still trapped in the dam, which is which could explain why she is unable to rest. Oh huh. yeah. How are you feeling about this one?
1: Uh, I mean, after talking about the bell, Witch, uh, this one's a little mundane, a little but hanging compared to the other one. Yeah. Um, but we, we I mean, in, anytime we talk about the apparitions of, of children, you know, um, and they talk about the apparition of the little girl in the pink dress who supposedly drowned here. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's tragedy in its finest yes. uh, for lack of a better term. I mean, tragedy is not good in any way, but you know, anytime, you know, a, a child is lost, that's a huge tragedy. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, the, well, the thing about it is, and it's,
0: again, it says that the, the the Native American tribes were not happy with the construction and said to it, put a curse on the dam, which would right. make sense if you hear Native American war cries and you hear the chanting and the dark figures. It would make sense for you to hear that because, I mean, you could be messing with their land. Again, you could be possibly messing with some Indian burial grounds their final resting places, you know, um, definitely. um something that you don't really want to do you know what i mean exactly Um, so all right um so that being said out of all the ones that we talked about tonight um which one did you find the most
1: interesting obviously the uh the bell witch yes for sure like i said i'd never heard that story before but that one uh was definitely the most interesting in my opinion. Uh, yeah. the Tennessee State Prison I uh I found interesting because I did not know that the movie The Green Mile was filmed there. Right. Uh so I like that one. Uh the Pegram Family Cemetery uh was interesting. Uh all three from Chattanooga just because I, I like the history of the city that i live in right right uh Uh, rest haven memorial gardens
0: in clarksville was was one that was one that like i was angry with both sides until i hear the speculation and then i'm like huh it kind of redirects your 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 anger in one direction instead of both you know correct um but uh but also the uh like like what you said, yeah, the uh, all the ones from Chattanooga were, um, uh, were were very very interesting. Um, the the Wheatland Plant Plantation was uh, also another one that was very interesting. Um, the Zanzibar Tunnel in Kingsport was also interesting. Um, so that being said, um. Yeah, I thought today was pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually happy that we were able to talk about. I mean, I didn't expect to have this many uh, on the hauntings of today. Um, I mean, we had three from you know my hometown, and um, there were three good ones. I thought really, you know, really good ones. Um, that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hauntings of. And I know you're looking forward to next week, or the next next week. Well, in two weeks' time, we're going to be talking about the hauntings of the state of Texas, your home state. And uh, looking forward to uh, listening to some of that. Um, uh, it's it's gonna be a pretty interesting um episode, regardless. Um, and uh, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here tonight?
1: Um, as always, check out MovementRadio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio.
0: Absolutely. Um. Also, uh, we got a lot of cool things coming to the uh, the website. Cool stuff. Uh cool ideas we got coming down the pipe for movement radio uh we're finishing up the hauntings of series um here in a for for the next couple if if things go on schedule the way they're supposed to go on schedule then we will be wrapping up our haunted series by the end of the year and then you know we will begin a brand new series after that which we're still not going to tell you about because we want you guys to be surprised when we finally drop it That being said, a couple of quick shout-outs. Shout-out to our good friend Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. $40 a session, can't beat it, boxing, cardio, strength and conditioning, yoga, you name it, he's got it. He'll give you you one of the best workouts you can ever ask for. Also, shout-out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Go check out their content. Andrew and Sean over at the Warrior Workout Network. Go check out their content. Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Also, I want to send a very special uh, shout-out to – everybody who just made our, you know, 15,000 downloads, 15,000 listens, it, you know, we've we've said it multiple times over the course of the couple of weeks, man, but to get to 15,000, by the time this thing drops, by the time this particular episode drops, we may be at 16, you know, who knows. Um, right. But nevertheless, man, for me, it's been an incredible experience to be able to do this. I love doing this. I love sitting around, just shooting the shit, entertaining people, you know, having people listen to us and come up with good talking points and things of that nature. Um, I was actually, I actually talked about the podcast at work the other day and the guy was like, Oh, what type, what kind of podcast do you do? And I said, well, you know, we talk about haunted places. We talk about, you know, sports, conspiracy theories. He goes, you ever do anything political? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he was like, why don't you do anything political and i'm like because i want our podcast to take people away from it because it's all right propaganda anyway you know like i don't we got we got fans who are split down the middle both sides you know and there's no point in alienating one side i mean michael jordan had one of the greatest um one of the greatest uh phrases of all time um it, which he he kind of leaned a little bit toward the Democratic side of it. Um, but they asked him, you know, like, why, does, why doesn't why he speak out all against politics? He goes, Republicans buy shoes too. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, but nevertheless, man, no. I mean, when you come here to Movement Radio, you're going to get it real and authentic, but we're also here to entertain. We're here to take you guys away from whatever, and it ain't not just politics. It could be whatever's bothering you and bugging you in your normal everyday life. You know, if we can provide... A little, if we could take you away from your problems for a little while, you know, then we've done our job and hopefully you guys find entertainment with it. That being said, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That being said, thank you guys. We love you. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the hauntings Up. Chip. Let's hit him with the outro.
1: Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us.
1: I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.